Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trolley Problem Inc. podcast, the podcast which takes a look at the trolley problem, trolley problem type problems and all that uh, all that sail in them. Uh, my name's Simon Byron. I'm joined by the developer of Trolley Problem Inc., Samuel Reed Graves. Hello, Sam. Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Very well, thank you. You can tell that we're recording these in quite short succession because I've got nothing to say in the intros at the moment. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we're making a game. <laughs> we are trying to make a game. It's getting to the business end of that, isn't it? How are you feeling at the moment? Uh, I'm really happy with how it's coming along. Um, we're getting people to stream it soon. I don't know when these are going to go out. So it's sort of the exciting but scary part. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait for everyone to play it. Good, me neither. Well, and the whole point of the podcast is to invite uh, friends, family, guests to the uh to the inner circle where we can discuss the game and uh pose them some questions and uh, i'm delighted today to be joined by Bryony and kirsty hello hello thank you for coming on we were just during the, the pre-show preamble uh we were just um asking you how much you knew about the game and it turns out not very much at the moment you haven't played played a huge amounts of it so I'm really keen to see how you get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Uh, could you introduce yourselves, tell yourselves, uh, tell everybody a little bit more about you? Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, hello, I'm Kirsty. I am a streamer on Twitch. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Bryony. I'm also a streamer on Twitch and I'm also one of the most indecisive people ever so i don't know how i'm gonna fare with any of this yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so, uh, how so sorry with, with sorry. that i i listened to one of your podcasts the other day about dreams uh can you tell ah, us a bit about yes. your podcast so uh we have a, a podcast together called comfort zone where basically we record our dreams as soon as we've woken up and then we listen back to them and uh we each try to Find out what's wrong with each other. <laughs> uh, Pretty had, much. Yeah, they tend to involve um, wrestling. Kirsty has to go back to school a lot. A lot mm -hmm. of stress dreams. 
lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what uh, do mine those... tends to be quite adventurous. Um, but yeah, no. We're fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. It certainly sounds that way. What do, so what um uh if have you have you looked at any sort of dream um uh, dream books where they tell you what those are supposed to signify then? What 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 is going back to school? Yeah, so I have a couple of those. I've I don't know if I've actually looked at school, but I think school is pretty much accepted as a stress thing. Like Okay. Because there's that pressure to like get your work in and you know, you're being told what to do and stuff like that. So I know personally, it's definitely a stress thing because it's always, oh, I've got homework due. Oh, I've got this that's meant to be due in. And I've not been at school for 10 years. <laughs> it's like, I definitely don't have our homework to do. <laughs> but more often than not, I'll be waking up thinking, oh, no, I have an English essay due in. Oh, what am I going to do? So, yeah. Um, but I think it's very much like a personal thing. Like those books, like they're fun to look at, but they don't really tell you. I think you're the only person that can tell you what they mean. Well, it's either us or um, Freud seems to like to chip in Oh yeah, in Freud quite pops up quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy school? Ooh, um, I did, but I was one of those kids that, you know, if I forgot my homework, I'd break down and cry. So it was pretty Ooh. stressful. <laughs> That's probably why I'm having dreams about it now. Like I was a a teacher's pet, so yeah, I think it was inherently quite stressful. And what were you, what were yours about, Bryony? Wrestling was it? Wrestling. I, I, just, I have a lot of wrestling dreams. Okay, and so so let's go a bit deep. Like, so, are, are you the wrestler? Are you watching wrestling? I tend to just I meet a lot of wrestlers. Like the other day, um, John Cena gave me a lift to work, and uh, I've met Luchasaurus. I met Thunder Rosa. I just I just meet them all. <laughs> Didn't Triple H go to one of your school assemblies in one oh, of your? Oh, Triple dreams? H was teaching us how to avoid um, burglaries. <laughs> oh, there's the That's double whammy. There's wrestling and school and school yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So when you're not uh, having stress dreams um, or uh, talking about the other podcast, what what sort of games do you both like playing? I mean, I tend to try to go for quite wholesome games, but they often don't turn out very wholesome. It's an ongoing thing that on Sunday mornings, I'll do a wholesome game stream. And usually within the first 10 minutes, someone's died or <laughs> it turns out to be about something completely different. <laughs> but I'll try and be like... Yay, it's fine. <laughs> yes, I, think oh, I, 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 I don't think Trolley Problem Inc.'s going to be on the wholesome game stream. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten I tend Kirsten to play Kirsten a lot of. You're um, more adventurous, aren't you? Yeah, I, I like playing like role playing games and uh, like story based games. So a lot of the time, recently especially, there have been games where you have to make a lot of choices, like you'll have a good path and a bad path. And I'm a chicken and I always go for the good path, so <laughs> this is going to be interesting. It's like I've never even done like a Jojo playthrough of Stardew, even that I feel bad about doing. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> what would you say the hardest uh, decision that you've had to make within a game has been? Oh, jeez. Um... I'm trying to think. So I mean, Mass Effect has some. Yeah, things, I, I was going to say I finished the first Mass Effect recently, and there's a big decision at the end. But I made it very quickly for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and now I've moved into Mass Effect Two. I'm seeing the effects of that decision, and I'm like, oh, that probably wasn't a very good idea. 
so yeah it was a difficult decision in that I thought right this is the right thing to do even though it's kind of a bad thing I don't want to spoil it but um yeah now we're in Mass Effect 2 and things aren't great uh everyone is a horrible person uh, a lot of people are dead <laughs> but <it's> like... <laughs> have you started dreaming about Mass Effect yet I don't it, think it I have yet. No, you have. have you, oh, have it was, I? It was Elden Ring crossed with Mass Effect. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did that school yeah. assembly look like? Oh god, <laughs> a mess. <laughs> yeah, it, I tend to have uh, environments, like game environments, turn up in my dreams. If I'm dreaming, like when it was an Elden Ring game, a uh, dream even, it was like all very yellow and misty, like deep oranges and yellows, like big fields and trees. And I was like, this is Elden Ring. And then with Mass Effect, obviously, it's a lot more sort of dark and atmospheric. And yeah, that tends to be what translates to my dreams the most, I think, out of games. Yeah. I, did And did either of you play uh, Heavy Rain? I haven't played it, but I've seen it played. Is um, that the one with the guy shouting the name all the Jason! time? Jason! Jason! Yeah. <laughs> push, push A to Jason. What, um, what I loved about that game... Uh, so uh, hands up, I I um, enjoyed it uh, and I finished it. And um, that's a game about choices um, where, you know, uh, many of the decisions that you take early on uh, will impact the end of the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it has, um, I believe, I believe uh, that all characters can... Um, can live or die by the end of it and etc um and so what 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 you do throughout uh will take you down a a spectrum of um endings which are you know really good or really bad um i finished it got the good ending thanks very much um even though somebody in it had done a lot of bad things uh thoroughly enjoyed it lent it to a friend who had no idea what sort of game it was he just thought it was an adventure he made all the wrong decisions and came and finished it and said Simon, why the fuck did you make me play that? Everybody <laughs> dies in it. <laughs> you had no idea. Oh. You had no idea. Well, and yeah. it turns out, it turns out, Heavy Rain could have could have been the appetizer for uh, for for Trolley Problem Inc. I think Ooh. because the choices that you have to make in uh, Heavy Rain are nothing compared to what Sam has got lined up for you. Uh, oh, Sam, geez. do you just want to introduce the game to, to Barney and Kirsty just so they get a sense of, of, of what it is and, and, and where it's drawing its inspiration from? Yeah, so the Trolley Problem Inc. draws inspiration from a load of different philosophical and ethical dilemmas. A lot of them are based in actual research papers. Some are based in like global world events. But one of the things that I think is most interesting about it is most of the research is done in the 70s. One of the problems actually we'll look at today is in the early 2000s, but everything somehow seems to come around full circle and it seems like I wrote it today on like current world events. Um, yeah. But I won't spoil any of the questions, but yes, it's a, a game based around... Philo- uh, I can't say philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, we'll either run with it or I'll give Sam some time to edit it out. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a game based around philosophical and ethical questions where really you always get an A and B and you have to make an awful decision. Oh, okay. Um, it's a decision that you have to live with. Um, and uh, yeah, so so before we get into the your specific questions, we will 
give you a a uh, a leveler um we'll have a sense check with you uh, so we'll start with the classic trolley problem okay so there is a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks on the tracks are five people unable to move you're next to a lever if you pull this lever the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks however you notice there is a person on the other tracks what do you do Okay, so it's the thing between one person dying or five people dying sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, so, so it's currently yeah. going for five. You can pull a lever to save them, but in doing that, you'll actively kill someone else. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel Part really of my brain is here. like, I cast lightning bolt on the trolley. I'm like, no, no, it's not that, it's not that sort of show. <laughs> Oh, the um, first thing that came to mind for me was that in not touching the lever, you aren't actively causing it. So you could just leave it and let the five people die, but that's pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pull a lever if your hands are up, aren't they? Saying, exactly, saying I'll nothing be to panicking. Do with me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I would. I think I'd pull it. Okay, so this is actually so. so You're our first pair on the show, Simon. Mm. How are we going to move forward with this split decision? Oh no! Well, ultimately, exactly. (laughs) We're going to put them on some on some railway tracks, uh, and then that's that's how we that's how we will illustrate. Um, Well, ultimately, we can only pick one, can't we? Mm. And so, um, uh, Kirsty, you are right uh, that you know if you. If, if you if you chose to let fate take its path, then you're not, you know, if you weren't there, you couldn't have done anything. It's not your fault you're there, is it? Exactly. <laughs> didn't ask to be put here next to this lever. I didn't ask to be put in this situation. You should sew that onto a cushion. It's not my fault I'm here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, I have um, a follow-up question. Would all five of them definitely die or could it just like barrel into one of the people... And then that no, would just no. push the rest of them along. And no, no, they, they can't move. <laughs> All five of them are, are off to a better place. Aww. Well, that's fine. There? They're going to a better place. You don't have to feel bad. Oh, that's true. Okay, I'll go with Kirsty's answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you let the train go and then those five people go to live on a farm somewhere else. Yep. Okay. Can we find out anything about the the person who we've let live now? Because is it gonna? Are you now gonna turn around and be like, <laughs> they were a horrible person who? They're the one who put the five people on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they went for a lie down. <laughs> that so, would be so, a plot twist. <laughs> it's almost like you're reading that off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew well, all along. Well, if that's the case, then then trolley crashing's too good for him. I say we uh, we do something slower. <laughs> Has it got a reverse? <laughs> uh, congratulations! So far, you are the first uh, guests to uh, choose the uh, choose the the one over the five. So, so wait, so I'm, I'm taking notes here. You have let the five die, or yes. you've killed the one. You've let the five die. Let the five die. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, then, then Simon, yeah, you're right. It's, they're they're, they're a... the first to let the first who'd have, who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought that from the wholesome podcast? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, but but Kirsty first chose to bystand. I, I, just, hey, don't blame I me. just chose to bystand her bystanding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if we weren't there, it wouldn't have been any different. This is true. Exactly. Great. Well, I mean, you know, this is un- uncharted territory for us, Sam. Who knows? Who knows how many more people are going to die at their hands? <laughs> well, no, it's not at our hands. That's the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, if point. anything, we're yeah. zero, and everyone else has yeah. got one on their hands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, so with that, let's turn up the the heat a little bit, and um, I'll just remind everyone it's a comedy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, today in our little story for you two, uh, you'll be in A and E. A young man has come in from a car accident and urgently needs a heart transplant. There is only one heart in the hospital. This heart is scheduled to be given to an elderly man waiting upstairs. He will surely die without it. Who should get the heart? Well, I, I used to work in a hospital and they would triage. So I guess it would come down to... I mean, I say I worked in a hospital. I worked on Holby City. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fictional? Are you a fictional character? Sometimes I think she is. <laughs> it's still technically a hospital. <laughs> and we did heart transplants all the time. <laughs> and we would have this storyline. Every every like eight episodes, there'd be a heart transplant that would come in. And, and you would get these problems. And yeah, I assumed it would be triage. So if someone was immediately about to die, I guess it would be they would get it. But... Well, I, I guess for the sake of the question, they're both immediately about to die. Oh, jeez, what would what would my hobby training tell me to do? <laughs> Surely it would leave it a cliffhanger, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Like this. What would they have been saying in the writers' room? Hmm. But the say... elderly person was there first as well. Yeah. So yeah, the elderly person was would... there. They'd probably and give that... it to the younger person first, I imagine. Does the elderly person know that they're going to get it? Uh, yes. So, so arguably, this belongs to the elderly person. It's on its way because they're going to have surgery. It's on its way to them. Oh, but my gosh. Was the elderly person the person lying on the tracks on their own and we could have just solved both of these problems with one, <laughs> one switch? <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> God, it's a hard one. I. When you say elderly, how elderly are we talking? Uh, we're we're talking old. Um, I say give it to the young person because they've had a good chance at life. They've they've got this far. We were talking about this last night because Alex was saying the other day that when he gets to like eighty, he's just going to start doing all the drugs under the sun and just you know why not. <laughs> Well, uh, so I figure they've had a good innings at this rate. And well, let's hope he doesn't need a heart person. transplant if you're involved, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that Holby City training will come in handy. He's laid yeah. out a good run. So 
to worry about him. I know what to do. We always used to be like tachycardic, E's and C's and G. I can't remember anything they said, <laughs> but they always shouted the same things. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably say the same. Um, to the younger guy. To the younger guy, yeah. Yeah. What, what if you found out the car accident was his fault? I mean... Take it back out. <laughs> I think it's like because we everyone does stupid stuff when they're young. I don't think one car accident would be unless oh my gosh, was it the car accident that knocked the trolley that killed the five people? <laughs> she's she's seen the end of the game, Sam. The most contrived, the most contrived plot line ever. When I was doing my research, I watched too many soaps. I should have just just stayed on the just on the books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was so... always my favourite thing about working on Holby was because it was the same hospital as Casualty, but Casualty is obviously the emergency department. So you'd get these things on Holby that were like, "Oh no, this is happening, but not too urgently because then it would be a different show." <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of badish. <laughs> I thought oh the uh, the best word in that sentence was obviously because no, obviously Holby is uh, is the hospital that's next to the A and E. Obviously, no, we all know that. I don't know exactly. What... Casualty is the casualty department of Holby City. It's all one big world, right? That I live in. <laughs> you need to let oh, it go. Marvel, eat your heart out. This yeah. was this was the first universe. Exactly. The Holby Cinematic Universe. <laughs> But no, so if if he did cause it, I think still, like Brian, he said, like people do dumb stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, unless so, he like. I mean, I've well, no, no, no. I'm not going back to car accident, but. So, so you're going to let the old man die? That's the takeaway here that you've let an old man meet his maker. Yeah, he had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure he'll be thinking that as the as the trolley. Trundles up towards him with the heart on it and then just goes straight past. I've yes. had a good run. I've had a good run. <laughs> Can we ask the old man? Say, oh, someone else has just come in. They really need this, you know. <laughs> but you'd be all right if you just died. Well, because then you're like the person who always says like, oh, do you want this last biscuit? Knowing full well that if they ever took it, you would hate them you for would the be rest so upset, of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you do you want this last heart? <laughs> Yeah, if no one else wants it, you you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah, I I think I think the younger guy. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got a total of of six dead, five five people, and an an old man. Um, (laughs) So we'll uh, we'll see if your your soap opera skills can help you with this next one. So, on the ward, a patient has begged to be euthanised. Euthanasia is currently illegal. You would have to be the one who gives the lethal dose. You'll need to look them in their eyes as you end their life. What do you do? Wait, what is my job in this instance? Am I just... (laughs) Uh, You don't work there, you're just there. (laughs) You're a a producer, just on the the show floor. (laughs) Is this... 
we're a doctor, presumably. Yeah, so, so you're you're a doctor, and a patient is begging to be euthanized. You you obviously have the the drugs and the apparatus and whatever's needed to do that. Um, just a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Would you do it, and how? <laughs> Have a bit of fun with it, Bryony. <laughs> the whole switch streamer would wrap them down to a trolley track and I would just let Ravs do the rest. <laughs> but the funny thing is as well with this is in, in the question I mentioned a lethal dose. And you you guys oh, yeah. are just like, no, no, no. Pillow. Just <laughs> get a pillow, yeah. <laughs> just cut the power. Um... <laughs> I would say no. I would say no. Definitely. Because you would have your... Like, your ability to help this one person is overridden by your ability to help however many people you would for the rest of your career. And you can't do that if you're struck off because you've broken the law with that patient. So, mm. Not only that, but they might have a change of heart. Like, not literally. There's only one No, heart. we've already given that <laughs> to the other guy. <laughs> But he might have a change of heart later down the line. He might not be in his right mind. Like, you don't know. He might have, what if he has like had a head injury or something? And he's like, oh, end my life. You don't know. And I think just, no. Especially if it's illegal. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Okay, so so he, you're going to let him live in pain. Um, but <laughs> yeah. his, his family will still be happy. <laughs> I, I guess his family can still send flowers and never show up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> so, so are you happy with those answers, Simon? I mean, like, yeah, I, it's, it, it is interesting how uh, there are people that aren't asking to be killed and they are quite happily killing them. And then there's, some, <laughs> there's somebody who wants to and they're not. <laughs> Please, I've got this problem and all five of my remaining family were just on a trolley this morning. <laughs> <laughs> then my we'll granddad the- who was in hospital for a heart transplant had it taken away at the last second. <laughs> See, the difference here is that we would actively be killing them and we're not about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just like can't... to stand by and watch it. <laughs> yeah. If you put your hands up right. in the air, you can't use the yeah. syringe or the pillow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we've the, we've got our final question here. Um, so now let's imagine that you're now running this hospital. You're you're a bit more than a doctor. I mean, so, we've been doing so well so far, so it's not. Yeah, we must have got amazing. Promoted. We got promoted. Yeah, people are really happy that you didn't kill that man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's now your decision. Do you start a mandatory vaccination program among children? Uh, to stop an endemic. Now, this endemic amongst children makes them severely ill, um, but we have a vaccine. The only issue is clinical trial data suggests that the vaccine will make one in five children even worse, much worse than the virus itself. Evil. (laughs) So, do you start the vaccine, uh, do you start the mandatory vaccine? No. No, not mandatory. I think one in five is way too high. Yeah. 
like that's a whole lot of kids so like i think it would be voluntary if anything yeah yeah so, so, so this is based on uh, a real world problem because people always think that it's sort of um, linked to COVID. But there's a, a real world problem called the dengue um, mm. vaccine. And, and it literally is this. So there's a virus for, for this dengue. Um, sorry, there's a cure for the dengue virus. But the only problem is that it, it can hurt one in five people. And then it's like, well, can we use it or not? Yeah. So then the argument would be, um, those four out of five people are going to be worse off. Mm. But, but I think I mean, we're quite clearly saying no to this one. Yeah, I feel like you would hold off until you've got some sort of better clinical trials going on or something, because the vaccinations are always going to be improving. So, yeah, I think you would hold off. Okay. And I think uh, and even so, I wouldn't want to do anything mandatory. I think you should have the choice. How, how do you feel yeah. about that, Simon? Well, uh, tell me more about this dengue virus. Uh, so, the, you've put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> so the... You're the one insisting that we all get vaccinated against. I'd like to know a little more. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, the dengue virus is uh, facing governments in regions of South Asia and Latin America, uh, where dengue virus is endemic. According to WHO, um, it results in about 3.2 million severe cases per year, and that's around 9,000 deaths. So it's you know a very serious topic oh. for our very silly game, um, but it's more. Oh, always... there was a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> 9,000 what? Oh, Who knows? Nine thousand deaths. Nine thousand deaths. He should have been vaccinated. <laughs> what have we done, Kirsty? What have we done? Uh, but yeah, so, so uh, obviously the, the reason that we bring it up is it has a lot of ties with the trolley problem because of the one in five nature of it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, mandatory feels wrong, despite the fact that statistically it's the right thing to do. But yeah, so, so I think then to, to wrap up um, the, the trolley problem, we had the five die, which was the first time ever. Uh, for the A&E problem, um, you let the young person live by giving them the heart. Uh, for euthanasia, um, you you definitely pillowed a man. Um, <laughs> and then for no, the wait, vaccine, no, we let him, we let them live, it's fine. Let him, let him live. <laughs> Oh no, you let him live. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um and and then finally you decided not to to vaccinate um for the effectively dengue uh, yeah. disease. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a good day's work, isn't it? Are you, uh, are, you are you are you happy with that? It's been quite a day, hasn't it? It's it has, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got lots done. <laughs> We're now head of a hospital, you know. We've we've got yeah. quite a promotion now. <laughs> well, congratulations! It'll be interesting to see how many other people agree with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the game opens with the trolley problem, and um, uh, after each question, uh, it will show how the rest of the world voted. Uh, I oh, suspect cool. that I suspect the trolley problem one will do. that outlier that one will be you. 
So you are at least notable. Um, thank you both for joining. That was uh, lots of fun. Um, uh, thanks for bearing with us. We're sorry to have put you through such awful situations, but that's the point of the game. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. it's been, exactly. I was going to say it's been fun, but that sounds like the wrong word. It's been fun for you, just not your patience. Um, yeah. Where can we? Where can we? Um, where can we follow your your work on the internet? Uh, so I'm at. Um twitch.tv forward slash Bryony K. Yep. Kirsty is. I am uh, at twitch.tv forward slash Kirsty. K I R S T Y. Oh, I didn't spell mine. No, you didn't. Just have Everyone's going to gonna spell it with two Y's now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Even my own dad the other day, I said about um, a code he could use, and I said Bryony K, and he was like, is that K the letter or the, or the, the full name? And I was like, you named me, father. <laughs> You should know that's the fullness. <laughs> oh Excellent. Gosh. Well, listen, thanks once again for joining us. Uh, we'll be sure to follow you on Twitch. Uh, thanks again, Sam, for that interesting episode. Yeah. One, one that will be recorded in the, in the annals of history. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, I think it went really well. I, um, I'm Has really it? happy we had the, uh, the doctor questions for the experts. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Exactly. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Bye bye.